Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, everybody. I got a great one today. You know, for a change. Harry Littman is my guest. Harry's a former U.S. attorney and deputy assistant attorney general. You may have heard me on Harry's podcast, Talking Feds, where every so often I join Harry and a couple of of his other guests. You may have also seen Harry on MSNBC, where he frequently provides commentary on legal matters. So I asked Harry on specifically to talk about the whole scope of potential legal problems facing Donald Trump. Boy, there's a lot there. Uh, I was kind of disturbed by the whole timeline on the charges uh, brought by Alvin Bragg December. Uh, But Harry says uh, that might happen faster. The judge could bring it sooner. But still, he was talking September. But uh, according to Harry, other stuff could happen faster, a lot faster. The Mar-a-Lago classified documents case seems to be the one closest to fruition. There's uh, been a number of significantly bad developments there. If you're Donald Trump, a lot of obstruction of justice and his lawyer uh, has to testify. So that, Harry thinks, may be the first trial and that it's going to be pretty cut and dried and very bad uh, for Trump. Fulton County, Georgia, a couple months ago, uh, prosecutor Fonnie Willis said charges were imminent, I guess. They're now more imminent, and that's uh, going to be a lot of indictments, Harry uh, says. Harry can't imagine that won't include Trump and the uh, phone call to Raffensperger, the one, of course, on audio tape, asking the Secretary of State to give him a break and find 11,780 votes, and then threatening him and his lawyer if uh, that doesn't happen. And there's a lot of shady people caught up in that. So uh, multiple indictments, possibly a RICO, racketeering uh, case, or rac- racketeering charges. Then there's, of course, E. Jean Carroll, who has alleged that Trump raped her. Evidently, there will be some women testifying uh, to similar circumstances that happened to them. And uh, two women, Carroll says, she told about the assault soon after she says it happened. Uh, That is a civil case coming quite soon. Then there's the plot to replace acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen with Jeffrey Clark, uh, who is working on a scheme to cast doubts on the election results in order to steal the election. Uh, That one's extremely promising. Then the big but complicated enchilada, January 6th, inciting, assisting, or aiding insurrection. disrupting an official proceeding. Those seem kind of solid. Of course, there will no doubt be perjury charges in the trials where Trump is called as a witness. 
You know, as you go through these, you just think to yourself, what a horrible thing happened when this guy became president. And one of the reasons the Stormy Daniels payoff is so important is that he he would not have become president without it. Remember, he had just been caught on the Access Hollywood tape about grabbing women by their genitals, and Republicans were were bailing on him. The very last thing he needed was was it coming out that he had slept with an adult film actress while his wife was home with a newborn. So this thing changed history, and Harry is pretty pretty confident that that one will lead to convictions on a number of counts. So you'll hear Harry paint a pretty colorful panorama of all the charges that Trump is almost certain to face and how they are likely to go down. Trump's going to be a, a busy guy while running for president again. Now, this seems at the moment anyway, not to be harming uh, Trump in the Republican Party, uh, quite the opposite. I, I, I don't know if that sustains as these things start to pile up, and we don't know when each will hit. But so far, he seems to be picking up support among Republican voters and Republican office holders around the country who just seem to be doubling down on awfulness. In, in other news this past week, the Tennessee State House ejected two black male state representatives who, along with a third representative, a, a, a white female, had attempted to speak on the need for new gun legislation after three kids and three adults were murdered uh, with uh, uh, an assault weapon at a Nashville school. All three of the legislators are Democrats. The the Republicans were able to amass the two-thirds majority to expel the two black male reps and fell short, uh, one short, on the white female, uh, putting a lie, I think, to sexism. The Republicans compared uh, what the three had done, uh, which was to echo what some young people who had come to peacefully demonstrate for gun laws in the gallery of the legislature, and the Republican representatives compared it to the January 6th insurrection. It's just getting very crazy and sad. On Tuesday in Wisconsin, Voters voted overwhelmingly 55-45 to elect the progressive to the state Supreme Court, giving liberals the majority on the court for the first time in 15 years. Uh, The race was clearly about abortion and, and gerrymandering. Wisconsin is a purple state. In each of the last two presidential elections, the margin has been 20,000 votes or less. Yet, after the 2010 election, which Republicans swept overwhelmingly because of the recession and all the lies about Obamacare, the Wisconsin state legislature became overwhelmingly Republican. And because 2010 was a census year, Republicans used the majority to lock in a crazily partisan map. And now, with a majority state Supreme Court, the progressives in the court can draw a new, actually fair map. Also, after the Dobbs decision, Wisconsin adopted an 1849 law that bans all abortions in Wisconsin, except in cases where the life of the mother is at risk. That issue, abortion, was on the Supreme Court ballot, and the new Supreme Court 
can reverse that 1849 law. So that's what the Wisconsin Supreme Court race was about. Now, oddly, the Republicans picked up a seat in the state legislature in a special election uh, to fill a vacancy in a very Republican district. And that gives them exactly the numbers of state senators and representatives that they need to get this recall a Supreme Court justice. And a couple of Wisconsin state legislators have floated doing that. So this new progressive justice just elected with 55% of the vote in that election, Republicans are talking about recalling her before she's been sworn in. I, I don't think that will happen, but the Republican Party has become so anti-democracy. One more. Republican state legislators in Georgia are considering bills that would lower the threshold for recall campaigns against county prosecutors, and there is talk of recalling Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County prosecutor. This is all very distressing stuff. The Republican Party is, is creeping more and more and more into areas that I would have considered unimaginable. This is, this is scary. But I think what you'll hear from Harry Littman will be heartening, if also just uh, quite sad. It's a great one, you know, for a change. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me learn real-life conversation in German. For example, let's say you wanted to order soup with your dinner. Die Suppe würde mir auch gefallen. That means the soup. <laughs> that means that means I would also like the soup. And that way, I get soup with dinner. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash franken. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash franken, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash franken. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What I want you to do is sort of lay out, because we finally had an indictment, which is the, the Manhattan indictment. I want you to talk about what that is, but I want to do the whole scope of these and what we know and don't know, mostly don't know, about what the whole scope of these 
are, which includes, of course, Georgia, possibly, and uh, the documents, and of course, January 6th stuff, and uh, maybe others. So uh, are you up to that? I'm good to go, Coach. Okay. Uh, Why don't you uh, give me your general overview of where we are and where we're going in this, what we know and what we don't know. How's that? For the whole panorama, or you mean brag for starters? Uh, uh, let's do a whole panorama with putting a brag in some uh, small context. So we'll probably double back uh, to this in a lawyerly way because there are uh, there's a lot of lawyerly uh, going on here. But Bragg has now you know brought his case. He really stayed. uh, He's played. You could say he's played his cards close to his vet. Really, he hasn't revealed uh, some big questions about where he'll be going. He can do that under the law, and we'll get back to it. But there's a kind of tussle going on, even in the country, between people who want to trivialize it as a, you know, bookkeeping error or at worst payoff to one porn star. You, you never uh, want to be having, you know, untested theory within. It's not a bookkeeping error. Stars. It was deliberate. The bookkeeping error is a bookkeeping error. And we'll get back to it. But it's normal in the law for the little elements not to be the same as what you, the evil that you're getting at. And the evil, it's really clear that he's getting at is an overall scheme to hide important information from the American people that might, in fact, have been pivotal in the election and gotten us Donald Trump. So it's a righteous case in that sense. All right. It is first, but it, I, it's going to be, I think. Last. It's going to be in December. <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, you want me, you want a panorama or not? Then we can a panorama, panorama. Panorama. So it is first. I don't think it will be last because there's going to be complicated pretrial stuff and a clogged right. New York okay, calendar. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Fulton County has it's always been clear she's going to bring charges, complicated charges against a whole series of people. I think there's no doubt that's coming and soon. And then right. just as we've all been in this you know, breathless vigil in Manhattan, uh, Jack Smith has made some really big strides in both Mar-a-Lago and even of late uh, January 6th. I actually see Mar-a-Lago as the most dangerous and if not the next out of the gate, I think the first one that will really go to fruition and trial. There's the panorama. Okay, great. And uh, there's not going to be any New York uh, state prosecutions. In terms of uh, tax stuff and money stuff, I know that was a civil investigation, but it seemed like there might be criminal stuff there. I just wanted to include every fucking thing. Okay, so (laughs) it is really an important omission on my part. The civil stuff, Al, is quite big. The New York AG won't ripen into criminal stuff because that's not her jurisdiction, but... It is ruinous in every way, but, you know, going into the pokey, which is a whole separate question if that'll ever happen anyway. So that is maybe the most immediately dangerous for him. And then Eugene <laughs> Carroll is going that, to trial yeah. in a couple weeks. And that's looking, you know, like uh, also really um, loaded uh, against him. And, and that could be big. And then there are civil suits including ones by uh, former colleagues of yours in Congress uh, over January 6th itself that have been green-lighted, and those are big. 
so yeah, the panorama has to include uh, civil stuff and especially the New York AG and E. Jean Carroll could be huge. It'll be really interesting on E. Jean Carroll if he even if he tries to just not show up and have a default judgment on liability because he's he's going to get so rolled. Yeah, if he shows up, then maybe that's worse for him. Uh, right. Okay. Oh boy. So that's the panorama. Uh, why don't we explain and, and I, I try to wrap my head around the Manhattan one yeah. in terms of the, the, the documents and about, I can't even express uh, what it is. It's just that it becomes a felony if he tried to submit documents in a false way or something. Explain it to me. Yeah. Deep breath for your listeners. And it's not so hard. You've got really straightforward misdemeanor offenses where they took the payments to her, which were hush money and mischaracterized them, try to camouflage them as legal services for Michael Cohen. So paid him off over many months and trump himself signs the uh checks including in the and these weren't room. legal services technically i don't think they were legal <laughs> services, actually yeah, <laughs> okay i mean they were uh obviously payoffs yeah and that's how they were you know it's it's totally clear this is where cohen starts actually uh, importantly it starts before then you uh it starts in 2015 when the head of the national Enquirer and Trump and Cohen get together and say, you know, hey, women are going to be coming out of the woodwork. Here's what we can do. We can so-called catch and kill, uh, right. buy their stories and never publish them. And they did that with Karen McDougal, a similar story. And then Stormy Daniels was handled differently. And, and, and that testimony, there will be testimony coming from Packer, right, who is the publisher, probably, right? Very, yeah, very uh, perceptive. That's right. And I think that's what happened at the end is everyone was like, what the hell? When's he going to bring it forward? He could have gotten the grand jury to vote, but he wanted Pecker to, you know, it, it, oh, it, Pecker, Pecker. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. How can you forget that name? But he, um, I, uh, is, is, you know, he wanted. Way to go. He, way wanted, to go, Harry. he wanted to emphasize <laughs> this is the point I, you know, I wanted the. The, that's important that he, Alvin Bragg, said at his press conference, you know, he wanted to emphasize the broader scheme because that's what really gets to the um, evil to the democracy that basically, uh, you know, it was to cover this all up. Anyway, hang with me for 30 seconds on the thing. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so the the false paperwork anywhere in the in the ledgers of of the Inquirer and in, in check stubs, but also you know, more more broadly in reports, that's a misdemeanor, a clean misdemeanor. And but under New York law, if that is done in furtherance of another crime, it becomes a felony. Everyone's been waiting for a year. What is the other crime, Alvin Bragg? That's supposedly the big difference from when he mothballed it a year ago. And his answer was, I'll tell you later. Uh, it's a it's a Delphic indictment that the indictment itself, the legal document, as opposed to the separate statement of facts, just says 34 times they did this in furtherance of another crime and they don't specify which other crime. Now, it's really clear that there hence, are hence my confusion and inability to, and the countries to, and people to, to and, and critics. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't have to. 
Uh, you know, the law just says you do it in furtherance of another offense. What could those be? Give, give me a for okay. What would it be? So, I can imagine so what they are. The menu was already three. He went for all of them, but he added one more. And so th- there are the possibility. It's a federal campaign finance violation. Remember, uh, right. no one got did time for this. That's a problem, possibly, because it's not clear the New York state law where it says offense includes a federal offense. It's a problem. It's not. I it's think a problem for Bragg. Yeah, it's a problem for all of these have problems for Bragg. Well, I was thinking of it from Trump's point of view. I, I, I you know, I feel for the guy and I, I, I thought you were saying it's a problem for Trump, but it was that's a problem for Bragg. Yeah, all so Bragg had different things that seemed quite a little bit shy of a load, and he just basically said, as he's legally entitled to, but it does make head scratching. I'll choose later, or we can, I can do anyone I want, which is true. But okay, so but what could they be? What could they be? Emphasize one of them, Al. Give me a sec to say. So there okay. was there was state campaign finance, federal campaign finance, and a conspiracy for campaign finance. All of them are a little bit tricky, and we I won't bore your listeners, but they can all give real arguments that Trump can make. But two right. points. First, he added one thing, and recall that Cohen paid 130 and was paid back 420. That's because there was another 50 grand he needed to be reimbursed for, and then they doubled it. Why? To make him whole on his taxes. And the crime is stated that you do it with an intent to further another offense. In other words, you don't have to actually have the false tax filing, but you're doing it to monkey around with taxes. That and I think that's a, the most solid theory. And he added that one because that's why what's his face is in jail. His uh, business guy. Uh, oh, oh Uh Well, yeah, you know, for for the tax thing, same same thing. Well, yeah, well, sort of. Yes, I mean they did. That's true. They paid. Uh, it wasn't under this law uh, exactly, but yeah, he's and in fact he may figure in this trial. One other important point. You know how Trump loves to delay, and and he's had cases in federal court to make him or or allies testify that he's been able to elevate to the Court of Appeals, even the Supreme Court. New York law basically doesn't permit it. They'll file motions to dismiss, and they'll also file a motion called a Bill of Particulars that says, could you please clarify a little so we can prepare our defense? But the judge, the same judge that he said hates him, railroaded Weisselberg, he's the one who's going to decide it. And only after he is convicted uh, from my Mayor Shashem, I think is the the term I might want to use. Would he be able to appeal it if he's in, if he's acquitted? It doesn't matter anyway. So I think the deck for in terms of appeal and delay is sort of stacked against him. Okay, not sure I understood all that. Yeah, but- well, tell me what you did because I'm I am trying to make it, but it's three ones that are all a little bit dodgy, and then I like this tax one because that is obviously why they did it to to do a false tax filing that it would be a uh, payment and income to Cohen rather than a business expense to Trump organization. Okay. So you think that's the most solid, but we don't know yet what he, what they are, but that's what you're his position. I have this sort of on the QT, but their position is going to be, we don't have to choose ever. And the jury doesn't even have to wait a minute. 
They have well, to, there, but, if he's saying know. it's from the furtherance of a crime, he's got to say what crime it's in the first. Guess what? Of. He doesn't technically. As long as each juror, he's got to give him the evidence on all of them. But as long as each juror uh, finds a crime, it actually doesn't have to be the same one. That's New York law. It's the same thing. Well, that's oh, yeah, getting too on. lawyerly. But as long as everyone agrees, it, the, the statute just says offense. If juror one thinks it's tax and juror four thinks it's campaign finance, that's a that's that's a valid conviction, believe it or not. Okay, but he's got to lay out campaign finance. Right, he's got to be evident okay. for all of it to find beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, so he's got to present what it is. Either. That's right, or, or what they are. He's got to present what, what they, they are. are. Okay, okay. Uh, so there's that. And why is it going to be December? That's crazy to me. It, it is crazy, isn't it? But it, it is an important point that when everyone says first out of the box, we should be thinking about this a few months down the line, including Trump, like, kind of wounded in the open field going, you know, as glowering and and incensed as he was, you know, multiply it by or geometrically, you know, by three or or four. So the New York calendar is very clogged generally. And the next motion, if it were just you and me in a lawsuit for a car accident would be December. But a judge can set his own calendar. And this guy did. It's not lickety split. But the first motions are due in August with responses in September. God, you know, in the South, they used to, like, try someone in the day and then just hang them. Try, if they tried them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to Fulton County because uh, we think I think that might be next. We think he has said it was imminent, and that was only a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she actually said, she said, oh, I meant legally imminent. That's a, I, I have a law degree, Al, and I've never heard that phrase. But I just think this. I mean, I said this with Bragg, too, at the end game when everyone was saying, hmm, is he getting cold feet? They've gone way, he had gone, had bragged way too far. You know, I said a hundred times out of a hundred, this will be an indictment. And if it hadn't been, I'd have had to leave the country. And it's the same in Fulton County, um, but except a much bigger case and yeah. a kind of microcosm of January 6th itself. What happened yeah. or, or the post-election stuff yeah. What happened in Georgia. You know, we know that the special grand jury recommended indicting like 15 people. We think it includes some real uh, winners like Mark Meadows, uh, possibly your your very good buddy and, and first guest, Lindsey Graham. You know, it's a big, sprawling case, but she's been investigating for a long time and has a whole template from the special grand jury. What exactly is happening in her endgame is unclear, but I'm here to tell you the charges are coming. Trump is a defendant. Another 12 people are uh, as, as well. well. Wait, wait, you but said Trump is a defendant. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because uh, I'm, I suspect Giuliani. I suspect a lot of people. Yeah. But the big question is, is Trump a defendant in that one? Is he indicted? Because to me, this is one of the clearest cases there is because it's on tape. We got an audio tape. We prosecutors love audio tape I, that you can call it a question. I'm here staking my reputation on saying, yeah, he's going to be indicted. And by the way, that four person uh, of the special grand jury in her weird um, 15 minute uh, yeah, PR yeah. tour basically said it includes Trump. So they'd have to totally uh, depart dramatically. 
Okay, let, let let me let me make the case because uh, you're 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 a lawyer. You were uh, you know a prosecutor. You were in the yeah. Justice Department. Uh, but I think I can make this case. <laughs> okay, he basically first of all says things like, "I won," you know, "I won by more than four hundred thousand votes," and you know that, or or that's what yeah. he says, right? Yeah. He says in the tape. Uh, he knew by then that he didn't win by 400,000, but he'd been told over and over again there was no widespread fraud enough to change an election, right? He's told that. Uh, Hutchinson says, he says, don't tell people I lost. It's embarrassing. Uh, or he tells that the Meadows, Meadows, he's lying there. And then he says, all I need, and of course, this, this, is, this is what everyone knows, is he says, uh, all I need is uh, 11,780 votes. And uh, basically, if you don't do this, you and your lawyer on the phone here are in big trouble. Right? So right. It's that's the case. A crime. And come on. So, the, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the sort of placard that the last thing the jury sees, they've written it out. Quote, all I need is 11,780 votes. What's, what's the benign way to interpret that? Uh, you know, I pity his lawyer for, for having to come up with it, especially since, by the way, interesting here in New York, the guy cannot testify. And that creates a lot of, of constraints for how they can even try to present a defense. Who cannot testify? Donald Trump. Oh, he can't. Blood, I mean, the bloodbath of all bloodbaths. Right? In his defense, he can't. Right. I mean, it would, you know, you take take your best 20 of the 3,000 lies, Mr. Trump. You said this. It wasn't true, was it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. And please uh, instruct the, the witness to answer that question. Answer the question. No. Or yes. And it's perjury. But it, 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 and he's completely uncontrollable and an asshole. And you know, he cannot testify. It, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, I mean, since he's a defendant, he can choose not to testify. So you, as his that's lawyer, what I mean. there's not a there's not a rule that says he can't. OK, I it says he can. But I mean, forget I'm, about it. I'm very literal. Yeah, and, good point. And, good point. He should not testify with and should is in capital letters. Any lawyer will tell you this. I'm not a lawyer, but I played one in a sketch. Exactly. Exactly. And you know it. OK, so that's what you're saying. And it's hard for it to get in certain evidence without without his testifying. It's the kind of arcane the way the federal rules of evidence work. Yeah. Wow. So when are we when are we thinking this happens? Imminent. Imminently. Exactly. <laughs> OK. Well, no, let me let me get to the chase, because I think we what we should be thinking is when it goes to trial, not when it's indicted. I think indictment, I'll, I'll just say May, something like I won't I won't leave the country if I'm wrong, but about May. Okay, but it's April now. Serious pretrial <laughs> challenges here, including he'll, he can maybe get it into federal court. This is the one. That, that'll take easily a year to come to trial. Oh, and that's geez. why I'm focused on Mar-a-Lago. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Harry Litton. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation. 
and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at amazon.com slash instant eraser foundation. What if everyone at work were an expert communicator? What if every doc, message, and email they wrote was perfectly clear and concise? Inbox numbers would drop, customer satisfaction scores would rise, and everyone would be more productive. That's what happens when you give Grammarly to your entire team. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that understands your business and can transform it through better communication. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. That's because with Grammarly's AI, what used to take a few hours only takes a few clicks, like generating an instant first draft in your company voice or tailoring a message to your specific audience and goals. And Grammarly's personalized on-brand writing help is built in everywhere your team works, across 500,000 apps and websites. Plus, it's safe, secure, and already IT-approved. Join 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly with their words and their data. Learn more at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. We're back with Harry Littman. So let's go to uh, the documents. Uh, lately, we've been hearing <laughs> some really damaging stuff. I thought, like after they found the uh, you know documents in uh, Biden's garage and Pence's bath or wherever they were, I thought, okay, maybe they won't do this. But this is really this is like real obstruction, real hiding, telling people to hide them, right? Yeah, and they've just developed new stuff. I mean, it has got nothing to do with the accidental. Uh, you know, keeping of docs by, by by Biden or Pence. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's a course of conduct that goes for a couple uh, years until, uh, you know, a year and a half until finally they serve a subpoena on him. But we've just learned of the new evidence they developed that even during when the subpoena is first served, you know, until then they're bobbing and weaving, trying to delay uh, definitely not not law abiding, but hard to really stick it to him. But that subpoena is served. And we now have evidence, apparently, that he himself, once it's served, goes, looks through the documents, tells people to move boxes of documents rejects the counsel of many people to just comply. And now here's the really big one. Uh, you know, over the last few weeks, Smith has had some killer victories in court. So it's just at the time when he's deciding it's this crystalline moment that he's going to violate a subpoena. That's just a, especially for DOJ, that is as clean a crime as it comes. And he's talking with his lawyer about it. And his lawyer, we they, they brought him and said, what did he say to you? And the lawyer said, oh, I can't tell you. It's attorney-client privilege. And they took him to court and said, you can pierce that privilege because it was in furtherance of a crime. So we know he's talking to his lawyer, thinking it's confidential, and the communications, which a judge has reviewed, are in furtherance of a crime. And that lawyer had to testify all about it last Friday. That's going to be just uh, incendiary uh, evidence. And he now has it. So it's a really a clean case, uh, relatively simple one. And I think it's basically fully developed. I, I think that's one that that is coming soon and that will go to trial fairly soon. And that's the really um biggest threat to Trump because January 6th obviously is worse 
but it's so sprawling and it's unprecedented. This is a case that so plainly, if anyone had done, they would be going to jail. And this is the one that he just, even if you see him as Houdini still, and I don't, he's getting clobbered all over the country. But even if you did, this is the one where, right, even Houdini meets his match when, you know, and that finally, and this is the one. This, this is the punch in the stomach. Exactly. Exactly. Where, yeah. Exactly what it was, right? It was the big punch and he didn't quite, yeah. And he, yeah. No, it was a surprise punch. Right. Yeah, so that that's Houdini. That's how he died. Some guy came up that's and, right. and punched right. him in the stomach. So yeah. hence the explaining my reference. Thank you uh, very much. For that. <laughs> okay, so this okay, and so this one could come up because th- they can bring it up at any point. When will this trial take place? Well, well, so let's go from the time of indictment. I thought after Corcoran, it was pretty close. But now we have this report of the new evidence from the months before of the, as I said, him looking at it personally, moving boxes around, etc. So that's just. What, that he, what's Corcoran? Tell me Corcoran. I'm sorry. Evan uh, Corcoran, pardon me, too elliptical. Corcoran is the lawyer who, who spoke with Trump around the time he violated. Okay, 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 now, okay. Now and who has been ordered to give it all up and has given it all up. I mean, unless he took the fifth, but we'd, we'd know that, I think. So I thought that put the bow around the, the case. But then we find new evidence that they've developed anyway. But he just doesn't. I don't I can't think about and I've at, talked to different prosecutor friends who are generally regarded as sagacious on these matters. And we also can't think of it's pretty damn close. You know, I think he's got the the case pretty well wrapped up now, pretty well in DOJ terms, you know, could mean three months, whatever. But once he brings it, it goes more cleanly to trial, I think, than the other cases. So I'm totally spitballing when I say July or August, but I'm not spitballing when I say less than a year thereafter. I think this one goes to trial. Certainly, it's in the heart of the election, which is all mind boggling in and of itself. But it doesn't risk being after the election. This, this, if if I had one bullet and I was Trump's lawyer and could get rid of one case, definitely this one. Which brings us to January 6th. Yeah. Which, as you say, far, far more complicated. What are the possible charges in January 6th? Because there seems to me they go all the way to seditious conspiracy you know yeah conspiracy so what are the range of the charges and how fast could this happen it seems like you're saying not fast well sort i mean i think it's a really good point because we think of everything as sprawling but they really are sort of maybe half a dozen separate charges and the easiest way to think of them is the different chapters that the January 6th committee very deftly presented in serial hearings. So there's the charge involving the whole attempted coup, essentially, at the Department of Justice and installing a flunky there. Is that illegal, though? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I can can go back, but yes. Because of the intent. Yeah. I mean, it's a fraud on the United States. Yeah, it's all an attempt to defraud the United States, which is to say the people of the United States of the winner of the election. Basically, there are two general crimes. Well, let me let me go on the different crimes because it is. Okay. The, so remember, yeah. there's that the phony electors. <laughs> remember that another one. one. 
right? And that the the right. um, uh, actual stuff in Georgia or the you know the going the trying to browbeat state officials. And by uh, the way, let me ask you this, uh, just as a well, all right, but the the big enchilada, of course, is January six itself. Sorry, go I, ahead. No, yeah, but I just want to go back to uh, Fulton County and. If she indicts him on the phone call, it's also a federal election. It's a federal crime, right? Well, I she can't indict on a federal crime, but it's one reason why, and this is like a federal court law school exam, but it's one reason why Trump may actually be able to take the state prosecution and transfer it to federal court, which has all kinds of implications, including a much better jury pool for him. For him, yeah, so it's weird, but the jury pool in Georgia, it, it, one's the one's driver's license and one's voting rolls or whatever. But, you know, Georgia is they call it purple, but it's really super red and super blue. And yeah, the federal court jury pool, it's a much more conservative pro-Trump jury pool, it turns out. Broader, basically, not just Atlanta. Okay. All right. But yeah. but the big thing is is if they go to federal court, we're tied up in sort of legal hell for a long time. Really? Okay. Uh, legal purgatory? Yeah. You know, it's never happened. But I mean, the whole idea of a state law violation tried in federal court and a federal judge with state law. You know, okay. 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 That slows that down. But does yeah, that yeah. slow down Smith? Not at all. Okay. Got so, nothing to do with them. Yeah. So he, but he can't bring the same uh, case or can he? Yes and no. He can bring the same facts. It's just a different crime. It's it's federal crimes and it's you know conspiracy to defraud the United States or obstruction uh, of the January sixth. Okay, so let's go. Yeah, let's go through the uh, range of them again. So okay. there's because I, I I did a little detour there by saying, isn't that phone call a federal crime? But let, let's keep going. Uh, well, just to say, a lot of things are both federal and state crimes, and you know the the way the law goes, you can even bring both. There's not a double jeopardy uh, issue. Oh, good. But good, the good. basic way, the easiest way to think about it, because we all live through it, is the different things that the January 6th committee displayed. So I may even forget one, but so the different crimes are, you know, DOJ, uh, coup, phony electors, browbeating of different uh, state folks. The whole Eastman thing is a, is a conspiracy crime. But then finally, I, the reason I wanted to segment them is I, he has, again, while we've been focused on Manhattan, Smith has made huge strides. So he's now, you may have seen Mark Meadows, who is the most culpable person next to Trump, has really stayed out of trouble with some good luck and good lawyering. He's been ordered to testify by a trial court and the Court of Appeals has now affirmed it. So his timeline is short to, to show up and either plead the fifth and then the DOJ has a hard decision on its hands or to actually, you know, do what he's supposed to do as a public servant and and give it all up. And not just him, uh, you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of Trump charming circle like Stephen Miller and uh, Ken Cuccinelli, uh, et cetera. But he is the big guy. When you say give it up, do you mean he 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 takes a, a plea? He says don't put me in prison. For I give it up. I mean, he talks. He tells the, the, the truth. But you're but if he says I take the fifth, 
the DOJ, normally he's so up there, they'd be very reticent to give him immunity. If you give somebody immunity, then they have to testify because they can't incriminate themselves anymore. And his lawyer, savvy, you know, former DOJ guy will probably push for it. But DOJ could instead say, no, screw it. We're going to charge you, even though it could take a long time. Maybe then you'll consider cooperating. That'd be the choice. Either we'll, we'll bring you right now to, to trial on your own or, OK, we'll give you immunity, you, you, you son of a bitch. And now you testify against Trump. But Meadows breaks January 6th wide. Oh, and of course, our buddy Mike Pence was just this week said his quixotic speech or debate clause uh, defense, which we could spend an hour on, but it's just basically full of shit, has given up. He's thrown in the towel. That's got to be a political calculation. But he will testify about, you know, all the one on ones that Trump when when he you know tore him several new ones on January 6th itself. That makes Smith really closing in on the January 6th case itself, uh, as opposed to some of the others. So it strikes me possible that that one could go out in advance. But still, all the January 6th stuff, as you've said, is it's not just sprawling. It's like, uh, do you know, it's unprecedented and is this the right way to do it it'll look different if they actually convicted mar-a-lago will they still be you know going after him well I, can, can they bring a, a specific charge in january 6th that they can prove quicker 100 percent. so they can bring that he can because the timeline here i mean we do have an election coming yeah 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 but basically there's a reason that when Trump was in the courtroom that he wasn't like, you know what? I'm just going to be cool as a cucumber. I'm not going to scowl. I'm going to look happy. I'm beginning to understand why that might have been impossible. Yeah. Look, they could call Mike Pence, call Mark Meadows, call Cassie Hutchinson and rest and and be able to prove the January 6th case if they're looking to do it in a quick, clean way. You know, it's so clear what he did. It's so patent. I can't even think of the reasonable doubt for, you know, he's trying to scuttle the hearing. It's express. OK, let me ask you something. The, the thing of not telling people to go home right away which everyone was telling him to do right. and everyone, which is what you do, <laughs> right? This is yeah. what you do if you're the president. The shit is at the fan and oops. Yeah. Oh I my God. This that and says he thinks Pence should be hanged. That's all. That's Mark Meadows to testify. I mean, but other people too, right? Or is right. that I'm just saying they could really segment this off and do it separately. Okay. What crime, what crime specifically is not, calling off the crowd no well it's part it's part of a conspiracy to obstruct the january a, a uh, function of government in this case the january 6th congressional hearing to certify the electors okay and that crime is uh, what would the sentence be on that that kind of crime that crime yeah, specifically, right. just well, specifically. So it's funny i don't care what the sentences really that much. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, right? Because no matter what we say about, oh, the you know, same as any other person, it's going to involve complicated things when it's time to actually 
you know, a lot of people would be dumb for joy to, you know, just think about his hair and the toilets and whatever, the indignity of it. I don't know if they'll if the country as a whole will, in fact, send Donald Trump to uh, jail. But the sentence for this is real time and something like, you know, it's it's got sentences are really mercurial in the federal system, but say five years. I mean, it's real time. There's no way not to have time unless the DOJ somehow asks for no time. But we should have such problems is my uh, view of this. Or there's a day in prison. I mean, I'm not saying that's right. the right thing to do. Right. But there's a day or. For example. You know, yeah. For example. But, oh, boy, it's ugly, isn't it? I mean, the whole thing is so ugly, Al. It's, it's you know, it's such a fucking ugly period and i mean it's all him what you know back to tennessee which i know will be in your monologue but that ugliness that's you know that's government not to uh, achieve anything even in a republican point of view that's just government to like tear people down and and uh, be able to be you know spiteful and put down your enemies it is it's so base you know, it was headed in that direction. It's been headed yeah. in that direction for a long time. But you Trump, lived it, yeah. But Trump accelerated. I lived it. Uh, but Trump accelerated it. You know, but for Stormy Daniels, if, you know, he had to bribe her to get elected. And so that's why that, I guess. But, it, yeah, it just it makes it is shiver. one of the ponderables of it. You know, take Russia out of the equation, take Stormy Daniels out of the equation. Does he win? You know, so it, it's it's just a way of framing this Bragg's case, which people are taking pot shots at as a as a righteous case. You know, they, they this was really to to slide through to election. You know, remember at the uh, Bush score at the very end, uh, it came out that Bush had a DUI and that was seemed really, but you know, he came out and said, yeah, it's an accurate story. And the people got to decide, you know, this, it's exactly the thing that after the excess Hollywood thing, et cetera, the people were denied their chance to factor in. And by the way, it really was pretty emblematic of the character of the 45th president, right? It's not, it wasn't simply a weird slip up. You know, this is who he is, the, a, a guy who stoops a porn star and lies about it, et cetera. And now lies about why he's lying about it. Oh, I just was worried about my, you know, Melania. That, that's, that's really who we're talking about here. And then that, food. that, uh, there's a lie put to that, which was he, he said maybe he's, Evidently, said the cone, maybe we can not pay her. Until after the, that's the other factual snippet that Bragg added. He really didn't add very much. But that point that blows out of the water, you know, this argument about Melania. And back to my point, my federal rule of evidence point, it's not even clear unless he testifies how he even puts that point in. But nobody's going to believe it now unless they think. Michael Cohen is just for everybody. It was that uh, he had evidently said to Cohen, maybe we can delay the payment. (laughs) And then after the election, then we won't have to pay. It is so perfect. What 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 you and and Davis could do, Davis and Franken could do with that as a skit. It's just it's just too perfect. God damn, it's sad. And then. Yeah, you know, and he's in charge of the country and it's only about. Him and the and the you know just the lowest vilest you know vermin stuff that's on it's even if it weren't criminal but of course it is and kind of day in day out but you know it's lying 
it's the exact opposite of what you know people had in mind when they founded this hope of all of all time uh, government and and country right and, and the suffering of people yeah or separate, totally separating children and i mean almost zealous about it i'm back to tennessee i'm really revved up about tennessee this morning but. well say something about say what you uh i mean obviously in tennessee that was just revenge on- it's completely unnecessary right they have a super majority but i want to say something because i don't think people have seen that tumble to this there's a unanimous Supreme Court case on point, and I don't see how they get around it. In 1965, Julian Bond, they wouldn't seat him because he was against the Vietnam War. And nine zip, the court says, you can't do that. He has at least his First Amendment rights. Now, they're going to try to say in Tennessee, oh, it's not their opinions. It's that um, you know they were rabble rouser types. But that's total crap. The only people who've been expelled have been, you know, Uh, sex assailants and bribe takers and stuff. Everyone knows that's just a lie. So it's going to go to trial. And I think I think I think Tennessee, even with all the change that's happened in the Supreme Court and the greater deference to the states, I just don't see how they uh, are able to keep it. Well, someday we'll get into the Supreme Court because this is an illegitimate Supreme Court in my mind. And decisions like Citizens United and And Shelby County, to me, were based on lies. Citizens United, in the opinion, Kennedy said there'll be uh, transparency because there's the Internet and people will find out who gave what to whom. (laughs) He said that in the opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And And it's gotten worse since. And may I say, although I doubt it would have changed the outcome, I think the country sorely missed your trenchant saber-like questioning when they went the different nominees you you were that you were the sharpest questioner there and i i was one of the many stupid self-inflicted wounds that uh the the dems did when they went after you but i digress well uh i think we covered it and uh did it pretty efficiently and god my Damn. summary is Mar-a-Lago. My summary is Bragg, Delphic, he'll tell us later, and Mar-a-Lago. That's my panoramic summary. My summary of the panorama, uh, maybe you can characterize it. I'm not good on long intros. Okay. That's that's what I wanted. I wanted the panorama, and you gave it to us, and um, listening to it just depressed me. Yeah. Uh, that this Sorry. guy was our president. But thanks, man. And it's not just the president. Right? I mean, it's all it's all the the you know the ripples in the in the polluted water. Did I mention Tennessee? But thank you so much, Al. It's a real, really uh, both fun and uh, like I say, I feel like I've you know arrived. So I'm glad to be here. Well, I I hope you enjoyed uh, listening. That beautiful music is by Leo Kotke, the great Leo Kotke. I want to thank Peter Ogburn for producing this podcast. We'll talk again next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV. There seemed to be an endless supply of shows that delivered entertainment for us, but trauma for children. I'm Misha Brown, the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each week on The Big Flop, comedians join me to chronicle the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? We recently looked behind the scenes of what was really going on at Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Abby's biggest misstep wasn't screaming nonsensical catchphrases or throwing chairs on television, but instead, she was choreographing financial fraud in plain sight. Join me to break down all the wild details of Abby Lee Miller's story. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.